0: The question we get over and over again this time of year is, I use my car or truck for business, so can I write that off? And just like all things with the IRS, it isn't that simple. There is actually a lot to know about this tax rule, and there are many different ways to deduct vehicle expenses on your tax return, and they have very specific rules. Welcome to What Your CPA Wants You to Know,
1: a podcast for business owners and those planning to make the jump into entrepreneurship. If you're thinking, I've got a great business idea, but what's next? This podcast is for you.
0: I'm Carson Sands.
1: And I'm Karen Sands. And together, we started our CPA firm. We've grown exponentially over the past six years.
0: I'm a CPA with over 10 years of experience helping people start and grow their businesses.
1: And I'm an MBA with a specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship.
0: Follow along as we share the ins and outs of running a business while keeping your family and sanity intact.
1: And how to save tax dollars without breaking any IRS rules or triggering a painful audit. We're
0: here to share everything your CPA wants you to know
1: in a fun and easy to understand way.
0: Let's get started.
1: Let's do it.
0: Hello, and welcome everyone to another riveting podcast episode about tax laws and accounting.
1: Woohoo! (laughs) (laughs) We joke, and we say that because it is a boring subject. Even I think so sometimes, and it's what I do for a living. But if you're a business owner, these episodes we're putting out are crucial. You will run your business better and pay less in taxes if you really do the work to educate yourself on the accounting and tax side of your business. All that to say, thank you so much for joining in and putting in the hard work to educate yourself.
0: Yes, we are impressed by you and we wish all of our clients would take some time to learn about our tax system and how it works. Since we've been in the business of preparing tax returns, many clients have been upset with us just because they aren't happy about paying taxes. So in reality, they aren't upset with us at all. They're upset about the amount of the income that we have to pay to the government. And we are too. For sure. That's the number one way to piss off anyone, is just to explain to them exactly how much they're paying in taxes.
1: Absolutely. I actually remember the first year we were self-employed by this business, and I was in shock at how much taxes we owed. Now, keep in mind before, we were used to paying in all year, a little at a time on each paycheck. And then that first year of business, we paid in nothing until the end of the year, And it was a shock for me. And I even know how it all works. It just feels differently when it's like a little bit at a time instead of like one chunk.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So all that to say, thank you for doing the work to educate yourself. If you are listening to this podcast right now, you receive five gold stars from us.
0: Oh, what the heck? Let's make it 10. Well, without further ado, we're going to break down a very common tax deduction that most everyone knows about, but most people don't understand how it actually works. The question we get over and over again this time of year is, I use my car or truck for business, so can I write that off? And just like all things with the IRS, it isn't that simple. There is actually a lot to know about this tax rule. And there are many different ways to deduct vehicle expenses on your tax return, and they have very specific rules.
1: So writing off your entire vehicle purchase is what most people are referring to when they ask us to do this on their tax return. That tax law they're referring to is called bonus depreciation. Now bonus depreciation allows you to deduct the cost of an item in the year you purchase it. In 2021 and 2022, bonus depreciation was 100%. So if you purchased a car for your business for $50,000, then you would get a $50,000 tax deduction that very first year because you're allowed to depreciate the entire thing in year one. Sadly, the IRS is phasing out that deduction. So for 2023, it's only 80% bonus depreciation. And next year, it will only be 60%. By 2027, it will be zero. So we can't get too comfortable with this deduction, but it does apply for the next four years. So if you want to take advantage of it before it's phased out, we want you to know all the details. So Carson, tell us, for those filing their 2022 tax return, what type of business purchases can you use bonus depreciation on? Is it just cars, or can business owners use it for other large purchases?
0: You can definitely use it for other large purchases. So before we say what all purchases you can use that for, let's break down what is a fixed asset. A fixed asset is something that costs more than $2,500, and you're required to deduct it through depreciation. For the last few years, bonus depreciation has been an option, so you can deduct 100% of that expense through depreciation. Fixed assets can be things like cars, machinery and equipment, office furniture, anything that costs more than $2,500 and is used for more than one day.
1: So the IRS says that you can depreciate what's called a fixed asset. And their rule for anything that you buy for your business to be a fixed asset is that it has to be over $2,500, correct? Correct. So there is a really popular post going around by Miss Dow Jones on Instagram, where she explained that Kim Kardashian deducted her plane that she purchased for $150 million. Super nice, right? So she was able to do that because she stated that the plane is a qualified business expense, which in her case, I would argue that's totally true. So the IRS section 162A of the tax code allows the deduction for all the ordinary and necessary expenses paid or incurred during the year to carry on a business. So in her line of business, her claim is that this is a necessary expense. Also, she purchased the plane in 2021, so it was eligible for that 100% bonus depreciation that we just talked about. What that means is that she had a $150 million deduction from her plane on her 2021 tax return. That saved her a lot of taxes. And I think I read somewhere that she makes around $80 million a year. So that deduction completely wiped out her income for the year.
0: And maybe some for the next year. Yes, that's a great deduction to take. And that was a great tax strategy on the part of Ms. Kardashian. So even if she uses it a little bit for personal use, let's say 10%, then she would still get to deduct $135 million. And that's a great way to save some taxes.
1: Yeah. So you're saying even if she uses this plane, like sometimes to just take herself on vacation, she can still have a huge deduction just based on the percentage that she uses it for the business.
0: That's correct.
1: So... Of course, people loved this post by Miss Dow Jones, and we love following her too. She also explains in this post that any deduction you can take helps to lower your taxable income. So if you take a deduction, you're paying taxes on less income. So you want as many deductions as possible to help get your taxable income down as low as possible. And that's a really great way to explain how a tax deduction works.
0: And today, we want to explain details about these rules and explain how they can apply to you with your small business, even if you aren't a Kardashian.
1: So there are two ways to deduct vehicle expenses on your tax return if you own a business. Now, to be super duper clear here, you cannot deduct vehicle expenses on your tax return if you do not have income from a business. If you only have W-2 income, You do not have an option to do this, unfortunately. Now, if you have a 1099 for contract labor, you may not think of yourself as a business owner. However, according to the IRS, you are, and they apply self-employment taxes to 1099 income for contract labor. So if you're receiving a 1099 as a contractor, you can deduct vehicle expenses. So this episode certainly applies to you too. So, Carson, can you explain the two options people have for deducting vehicle expenses on their tax return and the rules for each?
0: So, you can take the standard mileage rate, which is just the number of business miles you drive during the year, multiplied by the IRS mileage rate, which we'll talk about later. The other option is to take actual expenses. This means you deduct depreciation on the vehicle, meaning what you actually paid for it, fuel oil changes, repairs and maintenance, tires, car washes, pretty much anything.
1: So what we tell our clients is they can pick. They have two options, one being the mileage, like Carson said, and mileage is just the IRS is super easy calculation so that you actually don't have to add up all of your expenses. But you can choose the actual expenses where you would be able to add them all up and use that. So those are your two options. So let's talk about the mileage rate for 2022 and how that looks as a tax deduction on your tax return. The IRS actually adjusted the mileage rate for 2022 mid-year, which is super crazy. But we saw such a huge increase in gasoline prices last year that they actually decided it was necessary to increase the mileage deduction. So for the first six months of the year, the mileage rate for 2022 was 58.5 cents per mile, and for the second half of 2022, it was 62.5 cents per mile. For example, let's just say you drive a lot for your business and you had 10,000 miles in 2022, split equally in the first six months and the second six months. The deduction you're allowed to take for mileage on your tax return would be $6,050. So that's a pretty nice deduction.
0: It is. And it's important to note that the mileage rate is used to calculate the deductible cost of operating a vehicle for business and so they aim to take into account fuel depreciation, insurance and all other annual vehicle costs.
1: Like we said earlier, you can either pick. You can't take mileage and give your CPA all of like your gas receipts and your oil changes. You have to pick. So, If you want to take that easy mileage calculation, all you need to do is give your CPA the total number of business miles put on your vehicle in the year and the total number of miles you drove. So it's pretty simple if you want to do it that way. Now, Carson, which deduction do you think is better and which one do you recommend?
0: So it depends a lot on what exactly you're doing. If it's 100% business use, as in you have another vehicle that you use for personal use and this is just maybe a truck you use only for your business, normally you're going to see that the actual deduction is the better option, meaning depreciation of the cost of the vehicle, fuel, oil changes, everything. Now, if you're using it for mixed use, a lot of times we'll find that mileage is a better deduction. We'll also find that mileage is a better deduction if Let's say you do use it 100% for business, but you're a realtor and you're driving 60,000 miles per year and your vehicle is not very expensive and the gas is not very expensive. You might find that mileage, even in that case, is still a lot better deduction than the actual expenses.
1: So what I'm hearing is that you think that both of the deductions are actually pretty good.
0: They are both really good.
1: You think the IRS mileage rate is pretty fair?
0: I think it's more than fair. If you add up the actual amount it costs you to drive, it usually does not cost 62.5 cents per mile to drive, even if you include fuel, wear and tear on your vehicle, and things like that.
1: So, now a bunch of questions came in on this topic, and I want to answer the common questions that we got today. The first question is Does this apply if I buy only a brand new car? Or does it apply if I buy a used car too?
0: Both. You can use bonus depreciation on new or used vehicles. Now, some people might be confused about that because there was another time where bonus depreciation was not available for used vehicles, but they've taken away that rule. So now you can use bonus depreciation whether your asset is new or used.
1: Okay, so I think that's a really important thing to know because... This is one strategy that a lot of business owners use. If we get to the end of the year, they want to go make a purchase. They know that they need a vehicle and they just want to time it correctly. So they can either buy a new or used vehicle and they can still use the bonus depreciation. Okay, the next question was about leasing a car. If I lease a car, am I able to deduct lease expenses for my business? And how does that work?
0: Okay, so... A lot of people think lease expenses are just rent expense. The only time a car is a rent expense is if you go out of town and you rent a car from Hertz or Enterprise, something like that. That's rent expense. If you're actually leasing a vehicle, that's not really rent. You're financing a vehicle as an owner and then you're selling it back to them at the end of the lease period. The IRS recognizes that and so the way that you deduct a leased vehicle is very similar to the way that you treat a vehicle that you buy. You deduct the actual cost through depreciation, but then we have to do something complicated called lease inclusion, where we go back and remove some of that deduction essentially. And so for tax purposes and for many other purposes, leasing is not the best option for you when you're getting a vehicle.
1: So short answer is you can, but it makes things more complicated. That's right. Okay, so this next question we actually touched on a little bit, but since we received so much confusion from all of our clients on this, I just want to ask it again so we can just really drive it home. If you have a true business vehicle that you're deducting 100%, so you have your personal vehicle that you use at home, but you have like a true, let's say, work vehicle... Are you also able to deduct gas and car-related expenses for that vehicle, like oil changes and repairs, even if you did bonus depreciation?
0: Absolutely. So if you're using actual expenses instead of mileage, then you will deduct every single expense for that vehicle, and that includes fuel and oil changes, car washes, everything. When you get new tires, make sure all of those expenses are going through your business account.
1: So the confusion that we see is that when people give us mileage, so they say I drove 10,000 miles in the year, and they also give us the total of their fuel and their oil changes and all of the maintenance on the car, we cannot use both of those. So the important thing to take home here is is that you do have to pick. So either give your CPA mileage or say that you're going to take actual expenses.
0: And that's usually going to be a conversation you want to have with them so they can help you decide which one is the best option. And once you pick for that vehicle, you're normally going to stick with that option and you might revisit this issue when you get a new vehicle.
1: So the last question is about when this bonus depreciation ends in 2027 and it's finally phased out, how will vehicle purchases be deducted when it's no longer an option?
0: So there are a few options once bonus depreciation is gone. The first is section 179. Section 179 is similar to bonus in that you are able to deduct the full cost of the vehicle in the year of purchase, but it's limited in a lot of ways that bonus is not. The most important difference is with bonus depreciation, you can actually deduct the depreciation even if it sends your business into a large loss. For example, you only made $10,000 in profit before factoring in the purchase of your vehicle, and then you bought a $50,000 vehicle that's 100% business use, you would have a $40,000 loss on your business for that year, which you can use to offset other sources of income on your tax return. Well, with Section 179, you can't do that. If you had a $10,000 profit, The most you can deduct as Section 179 depreciation would be $10,000 to get you down to zero, and the rest would just be deducted in future years. You actually roll the Section 179 deduction forward up until you have enough profit to use it. It's actually something we wouldn't probably do if you didn't have enough profit to support Section 179. In most cases, we would just go back to the standard depreciation tables that the IRS provides. And that is your other option for depreciation. The standard tables are different depending on which type of asset you buy. Vehicles are five-year property, which just means that the deduction is spread out over five years. Other assets like furniture or machinery are deducted over seven years. And things like land improvements, which would include fences and sidewalks, those would be deducted over 15 years.
1: So the IRS has this really long list, and if you're going to depreciate a fixed asset, we have to put it into a category. And each asset, they've actually said they have you know, estimated each usable life of every asset. So you go and pick one, and each one has a different usable life. So it's very complicated, just like anything with the IRS, but that's what we'd be using if we don't have bonus depreciation or Section 179.
0: What's important to remember is you will get to still expense the entire cost of the vehicle if it's 100% business use, just not all in the year of purchase. For people that finance vehicles, a lot of times this isn't even a big deal. If you finance it over five years, then you deduct it over five years. And while the depreciation might not exactly match your payments, it's going to be pretty close. But if you pay for the vehicle in cash up front, This can be a shock because once bonus depreciation is gone, all of a sudden you spent $50,000 that you don't have anymore, but you only get to deduct $10,000 of that and the rest you have to wait until future years to deduct. Now I have to pay tax on money that I don't even have because I spent it. So that's something to be aware of and keep in mind when you buy vehicles after bonus depreciation is no longer available.
1: Yeah, I think this is going to be a huge adjustment for a lot of people just because we have seen a lot of people taking bonus depreciation and, you know, using a huge loss. So it's definitely going to be a big adjustment as they phase this rule out. I did want to talk about one last scenario that we see a lot, and that is when someone uses bonus depreciation and then they turn around and quickly sell or change that asset. Can you explain what happens whenever you do that?
0: Yes. So whenever you depreciate an asset using bonus depreciation, you reduce the tax basis of that asset. The tax basis is just what you pay for an asset minus the expenses that you take on it. So if you buy a $50,000 vehicle, your tax basis is $50,000. But if you take $50,000 of depreciation on that to expense it, now your tax basis is zero. Whenever you sell an asset, the amount of income that sale generates is simply the sales price minus the tax basis. So for any asset or vehicle that you've depreciated all the way in the first year, you have no tax basis and whatever you sell that asset for, it's coming back as income. Now with vehicles, this can be tricky because if you're doing a trade-in, it might not be a problem. You bought a $50,000 vehicle, depreciated it, you sell it you trade it in for $40,000 then you get a new truck that costs 50 well that's going to offset that income and so you're going to be okay but if you turn around and sell it without a trade in that's going to be income
1: so i think you may have lost a few people on that one but the most important thing to take away from here is that if you do use bonus depreciation you haven't paid taxes on that so whenever you go to sell it you will have to pay taxes on the sell and the gain Yes. So the IRS does not want you to have your cake and eat it too. That's right. So just keep that in mind. That's a really huge one. Um, If you end up using bonus depreciation before it ends in 2027, that you will still have to deal with taxes later on down the road if you sell that asset. So that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening and learning something with us today. 10 more stars for everybody. (laughs) Please do us a huge favor and subscribe to our podcast. That gives us credit for you listening to our show and helps get our podcast seen by more people.
0: Also, we do have a free business crash course we're giving away to anyone that subscribes and reviews our podcast. So if you'd like that new business crash course, send us a DM on Instagram.
1: We are on Instagram at what your CPA wants you to Know, And until next time, thank you for listening to What, what Your CPA, CPA Wants You to, to Know Podcast. This
0: podcast is intended to provide accounting and tax information for educational purposes only. All tax situations are unique and should be handled with the assistance of a tax professional.